Our loving Father in heaven, glory and honor be to your name. We thank you for having given us another opportunity to make things right with you. Lord, we pray that as we are about to study your word, give us minds to understand and grasp these themes that are high and holy. Give us understanding so that we may put them to practice and begin to live according to thy word. This is our prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our high calling, March 8, Charity, the topmost round. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Colossians chapter 3, verse 14. The next step in the ladder is charity and to brotherly kindness charity which is love love to god and love to our neighbor constitute the whole duty of man without brotherly kindness we cannot exhibit the grace of love to god or to our fellow men this last step in the ladder gives to the wheel a new spring of action Christ offers a love that passeth knowledge. This love is not something kept apart from our life, but it takes hold of the entire being. The heaven to which the Christian is climbing will be attained only by those who have the crowning grace. This is the new affection which pervades the soul. The old is left behind. Love is a great controlling power. When love leads, all the faculties of mind and spirit are enlisted. Love to God and love to man will give the clear title to heaven. No one can love God supremely and transgress one of his commandments. The heart, softened and subdued, with the beauty of Christ's character and bridled by the pure and lofty rules which he has given us, will put into practice what it has learned of love and will follow Jesus forthwith in humble obedience. The living power of faith will reveal itself in loving acts. What evidence have we that we have the pure love without alloy? God has erected a standard, his commandments. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. John 14 verse 21 The words of God must have an abiding place in our hearts. We are to love our brethren as Christ has loved us. We are to be patient and kind, and yet there is something lacking. We must love. Christ tells us that we must forgive the erring even seventy times seven. When there is much forgiven, the heart loves much. Love is a tender plant. It needs to be constantly cultured or it will wither and die. All these graces we must have. 
we must climb the whole length of the ladder. Amen. The title of our devotion today is Charity, the topmost round, and our key text is Colossians chapter 3, verse 14, which says, And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Charity is the bond of perfectness. Now, what is charity? Charity is love. We have been studying this round of Peter's ladder, and we find that we have been told to give all diligence to add these qualities to ourselves, starting from faith and ending in love. Now, this began with us looking at the incident where Jacob had sinned against God in deceiving his father and taking the birthright which belongs to Esau, taking it to himself, and because of that had to flee from his home. While fleeing from his home, remorseful, guilty conscience troubling him, he reached a place called Bethel and there he took a stone in the evening and lay down to sleep. While in his sleep, the Bible says in Genesis 28 verse 10, And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted up He lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night, because the sun was set. And he took off the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. Verse 13 now says, And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it unto thy seed. I'll stop there. Now what I want us to understand is that this ladder we already studied in our devotion on March 1st that ladder represents Jesus Christ he is the connecting link between any sinful person and God the aim of Jesus in bringing coming down to meet us as a ladder is so that he can be a means through him we can climb up to the glory of God that is the aim of Christ. He lays down himself, comes wherever we are, to the lowest point we may find ourselves in sin. In love, he comes to us there. And his aim is to take us step by step to God. Step by step to the glory of God. You see, when we superimpose Peter's ladder, which also moves step by step, when we superimpose this ladder on Jacob's ladder, we realize what this ladder is about. You find out that God leads us first of all, Christ leads us in this ladder first of all from faith to virtue and then to knowledge and then to temperance. But you find out as he's going from temperance to patience and then to all other qualities, brotherly kindness and all, the aim of everything was actually to lead us to God, to lead us to love because God is love we cannot love if we do not have faith virtue knowledge temperance patience brotherly kindness godliness and we cannot love if we don't have these qualities god knows that love is god and god is love and for us 
to be like God, these qualities must be in place. And that's why Christ has been leading us step by step until we reach the topmost part of this ladder, which is love. John, 1 John chapter 4, reading from verse 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. That every, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Verse 6 says, And we have known and believed the love that God had to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Amen. God is love. So when we are told to add charity as the last part of this ladder, what is it? We have climbed up to the position where God is in that ladder, the glory of God in the Jacob, in Jacob's ladder. That's the aim, climbing up to where God is. When we say love, that is God. What is God? God is love. That's the aim of this whole exercise, to lead us to become what, what God wants us to be. He wants us to be in his image and likeness. He wants us to be in his character. And his character can be summarized in one word, love. This is the reason why as we started in this devotion, in this uh, reading in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 2, Peter said, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now if you read that 1 John chapter 4 verse, verse uh, 7, it says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. I want you to take note of that. That if we love, we are born of God and knoweth God. That means the knowledge of God means that you love God. You, you, you can't separate the two. I read it again. It says, Everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. That means they are equal. To know God means to love God, and to love God means to know God. When Peter is saying grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God, it is through the knowledge of God that you get to love God. You cannot separate the two. And that's why if we are not increasing in our knowledge of God, we cannot get to the love of God. We cannot get to that point where grace and peace will be multiplied unto us. And by the way, before I read 1 John 4 verse 16, which said, and we have known and believed the love that God had to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Now, in the same First Peter chapter 1, reading now from verse 8, it says, before it has said from verse 5, add, giving all diligence, add these qualities to yourself, faith, virtue, and all of that. Then in verse 8, it says, For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you see, it's coming back to the knowledge of God. If you have charity, virtue, knowledge, and patience, temperance, godliness, brotherly kindness, faith, if these things be in you, the end of it is that you will not be barren or unfruitful in what? In the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is to know God? To know God is to love God. 
So that means if we are doing this, at the end of the day, what it brings us to is that we will always be full of the knowledge of God. There's a place in the Bible that says that the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of God. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. And the reason why they will not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, God is saying, is because the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God. And we have seen that to know God is to love God. Now, the next thing we should be asking ourselves is practically, what is love? What is love? When we read 1 John chapter 5, reading from verse 2, it says, By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Why? It is rightly so, because we have seen that to love God is to know God. That is 1 John 4 verse 7. And if you read 1 John chapter 2 verse 3 and 4, it still reiterates the same thing there, that he that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar. This is how we know that we know God when we keep his commandments. So if to know God is to love God, that means to love God would be to keep his commandments. But here in 1 John chapter 5 verse 2 and 3, we see it directly stated for us there that anyone who loves knows God said by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments for this do you want a definition for the love of God this is it to that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous amen so you cannot separate the commandments of God from love at the end of the day while we were climbing this ladder from faith to virtue to knowledge to temperance and patience and godliness and brotherly kindness to love the aim of all these things is to lead us to a place where we are indeed keeping the commandments of god somebody might say like that rich young ruler i have kept the commandments from my youth up but doesn't understand the spiritual nature of these commandments that in these commandments there is patience in these commandments there is knowledge of god in the commandments there's godliness there's brotherly kindness some people feel that they can keep the commandments without being kind there is kindness in the commandments it leads us to all these things love to our fellow men love to god this is what the commandments is about and that is what the topmost part of this ladder tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we see more of what love is. And you find out that as we describe what charity is, what love is, you see that those other qualities like virtue, patience, godliness are all intertwined in love. I'll read it now. In 1 Corinthians 13, it says, Charity suffereth long. That is patience. That is, love is patient. And then, is kind, brotherly kindness. Charity envied not. Charity vaunted not itself and is not puffed up. In all this, we can see temperance. Doth not behave itself unseemly, that is virtue. Seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. There we see godliness and patience. Because when you think no evil, then that mind must be a godly mind. And then when you are not easily provoked, then that is brotherly kindness and also patience. Charity rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. There we see godliness and knowledge there. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. That is patience. That means charity is still long-suffering. Then charity never faileth. But where there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. 
whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Here, we still see faith. Charity never faileth. It believes all things and hopes all things and never fails. That means to believe is to have faith. You see that there is no way we could have come to this topmost part of the ladder without passing through faith and virtue and and uh, knowledge and brotherly kindness and godliness and temperance and patience if we had not gone through all these rounds there is no way we will get to charity because charity is a composition of all these qualities and the truth is if we do not keep the commandments of god we cannot have these qualities i'll read another passage now in romans chapter 13 reading from verse 8 which says oh no man anything but to love one another for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law for this thou shalt not commit adultery thou shalt not kill thou shalt not steal thou shalt not bear false witness thou shalt not covet and if there be any other commandment it is briefly comprehended in this saying namely thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself love not walketh no ill to his neighbor therefore love is the fulfilling of the law amen this is the biblical teaching on charity and love there is another spurious teaching going out going around today where people say the only commandment god has given us is to love and we don't need to keep the commandments of god such people are theologically bankrupt they do not understand the word of god they want to separate the commandments of god from love it is inseparable love is to fulfill and keep the commandments of god as we have seen in various passages in the word of god from romans chapter 13 to first john chapter 2 first john chapter 5 first john chapter 4 down to uh first corinthians 13 you see there that everything is pointing us back to the love of god which is the commandments the keeping of the commandments of god to love god is to know god 1 john chapter 2 verse 3 and 4 still brings us back then to know god is to keep his commandments Anyone who is teaching another lesson saying that charity is just to so-called love. I don't know what that love is. How is it shown practically? The only way this love is shown practically is to follow the commandments of God. If you love your neighbor as yourself, anything the commandment says, you will do it. Because it is your duty to your neighbor. When God is saying you should not steal, is it your own thing you are going to steal? It is somebody else's property. And that is love. If you love me, if you love your neighbor, you won't take his property without telling him. You won't oppress him and take justice from him. If you love your neighbor, you'll be happy with what he has and not be desiring it and envying him and not be happy because he is the one who has it and I don't have it. You will not be envious and jealous. It's your duty to me and to your neighbor. It's my duty to you. This is the duty. This is love. You can't say love and you are then neglecting the commandments of God. How are you going to define love without the commandments of God? My duty to my neighbor to love him is to ensure that I do everything in his advantage to promote his life. That is, thou shall not kill. Thou shall not take anybody's life. You shouldn't do anything that you know will be detrimental to the life, eternal life now and even the present life of any other person but especially eternal life therefore i'm not going to lead you astray i'm not going to give you something that will take you away from eternal life as i will not lead you into sin i'll not give you movies to watch when i know that watching those movies are going to corrupt your mind and therefore take life away from you i'm not going to give you 
ungodly music and suggest evil things to you because I know that in doing that I am killing you. I love you, therefore I won't do that. I'm not going to take your daughter or your wife and engage in anything sexual, not just sexual intercourse, but going beyond the laws of social reform and propriety and modesty. That is what that commandment of thou shalt not commit adultery is saying. Do not do immodest things, unchaste things. It's a law that says we must be chaste. We must have chastity in all that we do, in the way we carry ourselves, in our speech to each other, in our text messages, in our, in our conduct to each other. We must be always chaste so that I don't lead you away from life. All the other commandments as they are, honor your father and your mother, it's my duty. There's nothing there about me. It is what I should do for you. That is a love now. And then love to God should never be neglected. Everybody wants to talk about love to their fellow men because they see how it affects them. Selfishness is what's in our mind. We always think, oh, it's don't steal, don't kill because it affects me. How about God? Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy is what he says. Have no other God before me. Have no idols. Do not use my name in vain. In other words, have reverence for me. Have reverence in your mind, in the way you think about me, in the way you address me, in the way you conduct yourself in my presence. You must do it with orderliness and reverence and respect. Remember the Sabbath day as remembering, remembering him as creator. Have no other God before him. That is to always ensure that everything you are doing is from the instruction of God. Do not listen to another person's instruction which is contrary to that of God's own. Make sure that everything you are doing, every instruction you are following comes from one source which is from God. And when I talk of the Sabbath, it says, Six days shall thou labor, do all your work. The seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. We must keep it holy, like he said. This is what love is. At the end of the day, this is what Jesus wants to lead us to in that ladder. That as we climb this ladder, we come to the glory of God to God himself and God is love and love is the keeping of the commandments love is to know God to know God is to keep the commandments to keep the commandments is to love my neighbor as myself and to love God with all my heart soul mind and strength and we have seen from 1 Corinthians 13 that if I love I'll be patient I'll be kind I'll be I'll suffer long I will not rejoice in iniquity but rather I will rejoice in good things and in the truth I will bear all things, hope all things, believe all things, and I will. my charity will not fail. I pray that God will give us the grace to come to this level. Because everything we have discussed before are all under love. Patience, brotherly kindness, temperance, virtue, knowledge, faith, godliness. All these are encompassed in one thing, charity, love. And this is where God is leading us to. And you can still break it down in the sense of keeping the commandments of God. You cannot claim to love God and disregard his instructions which he has told you to do. Whether you understand them or not, it is your duty to say, to do what he has told you to say and to do. The first four commandments are usually neglected. Because we do not see God face to face and many of us do not see how it benefits us to do them. But we must realize that that is even the most important of the commandments, the first four of them. 
because Jesus said that that is the first commandment love the Lord your God with all your heart soul mind and strength and how do we know how to love God with our soul heart soul mind and strength it is those first four commandments that tells us our duty to God because love is not a feeling love is a duty love is a principle Satan's teaching is that love is a feeling. Many people say, oh, I love you, I love you. What do you mean I love you? I feel this, I feel that for you. They are thinking not with their brains, not with their reasoning capacities, but they are thinking with their carnal nature. And then telling somebody, I love you. You already hear a man tell his fellow man, I love you. He's always telling a woman, I love you. That I love you is a different kind of I love you from the one that the Bible is talking of because the one the Bible is talking of is both to males and females. And do not think that the love that Jesus is saying is that one where you are talking to a, the opposite sex, a woman to a man and man to a woman, and that's the kind of love being referred to here. We are talking of a love that is not about feeling alone, but first of all, it's about duty and principle. And that is the love that God understands. It's not that love about feeling where you, you, you talk about, your lady talks about Prince Charming and a man talks about his princess, just about the beauty of someone and then thinking of how to have the person for yourself. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about duty. The love that should exist between a man and his wife too is like that, is duty. It is washing plates, it is doing things for the other person, it is cleaning baby's diapers, it is responsibilities in the home and cleaning the home. That is love. That is what love is and many other duties in the home. That is love. And to God also, duty, that is love. Do what he has asked you to do. Follow his principles. And if we do these things, we are told that we shall never be unfruitful or barren in the knowledge of God, which is the most important thing the knowledge of God because we will keep knowing God even after this life in the life to come that is what we will keep doing increasing in our knowledge of God grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Amen just to follow on he said love is the great controlling power when love leads, all the faculties of mind and spirit are enlisted. Love is a precious gift which we receive from Jesus. Pure and holy affections is not a feeling but a principle. Those who are actuated by love, which is true love, are neither unreasonable nor blind. Thought by the Holy Spirit, they love God supremely and their neighbor as themselves. You, you, you understand that most times we hear people say love is blind, but we have been told that love is not a feeling, but a principle. It's not unreasonable. It is reasonable. It's a reason service. Without it, all other qualifications are worthless. When Paul was speaking in Corinthians, he said, and though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and do I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity I am nothing and do I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and do I give my body to be burned and have not charity it profited me nothing no matter how high the profession he whose heart is not filled with the love for God and his fellow man is not a true disciple of Christ. Though he should possess great faith and have power even to work miracles, yet without love his faith will be worthless. 
he might display great liberality but should he from some other motive than genuine love bestow all his goods to feed the poor the act will not commend him to the favor of god in his zeal he might even meet a martyr's debt yet if not actuated by love he will be regarded by god as a deluded enthusiast or an ambitious hypocrite god holds the balances it is not the ready speaker the sharp intellect that counts with god it is the earnest purpose the deep piety the love of truth the fear of god that has a telling influence a testimony from the heart coming from lips in which is no guile full of faith and humblest trust though given by stammering tongue is accounted of god as precious as gold while the smart speech the eloquent oratory of the one to whom is entrusted large talent but who is wanting in truthfulness is in steadfast purpose in purity in unselfishness and are sounding brass and a thin clean cymbal he may say witty things he may relate amusing anecdotes he may play upon the feelings but the spirit of jesus is not in it all these things may please unsanctified hearts but god holds in his hands the balances that weigh the words the spirit the sincerity the devotion and he promises it altogether lighter than vanity love is a plant of heavenly origin and if we would have it flourish in our hearts we must cultivate it daily mildness gentleness long suffering not being easily provoked bearing all things enduring all things these are the fruits upon the precious tree of love songs of solomon chapter 2 verse 5 say stay me with flagons comfort me with apples for i am sick of love you understand that this is the situation of the world today many people many millions are sick of love and in trying to find it we are entering the wrong places young ladies are falling into the hands of men cruel men wicked men in search of love and and at the end of the day they leaves them even more broken even more empty than before and so they begin to hate the word love because of our human emotions i i'll put it to you that what we call love is nothing but a thin line a thin veneer of approval that is why you hear people say they fall in love and they, you love people today and tomorrow you hate them and then next tomorrow you begin to love those uh, the other ones you hated before and so it, that's that's our experience in and out songs of solomon again chapter 8 verse 6 he set me as a seal upon thy heart as a seal upon thy arm for love is strong as death jealousy is cruel as the grave the coals thereof are coals of fire and hath a most vermin flame so love is as strong as death many waters cannot quench it love neither can the floods drown it if a man will give all the substance of his house for love it will utterly be contemned It was love that moved Christ to the cross a fountain of garden a well of living waters 
and streams from Lebanon. Songs of Solomon 4.15 For the love of God is a fountain of gardens, a well of living waters, and streams of Lebanon. The heart that has come and once tasted the love of Christ cries out continually for a deeper draft. And as you impart, you will receive in richer and more abundant measure. Every revelation of God to the soul increases the capacity to know and to love. As the lily among thorns, so is my love among the daughters. He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. We are commanded to love the Lord with all our hearts, not some of our hearts. We are, you know, we are like desktop computers. Whilst Christ is, is like the power that keeps the computer on, that's love now. If we are unplugged, we cannot emit love because we are not plugged in. We are not staying on the vine. We are not connected to the vine. We are not staying with the flagons. So that's what the reading is calling us. But you notice that there is a problem today again with the same love. And here is the reason. Say Matthew 24 verse 12. Jesus is speaking to the world. He said, because and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold the love of many sin is the problem of true love sin will cause love to wax cold jesus also speaking in revelation he said they have left their first love the love is waxing cold hebrews 13 verse 1 he said let brotherly love continue love again it says covers a multitude of sin See, sometimes even in the family, Satan can cause friends or brothers to misunderstand you, your actions. So we are told that even under false accusation, those who are in the rights can afford to be calm and considerate. God is acquainted with all that is misunderstood and misinterpreted by men. And we can safely leave our case in his hands. He will assuredly vindicate the cause of those who put their trust in him as he searched out the guilt of Achan. Those who are actuated by the Spirit of Christ will possess that charity which suffers long and is kind. This is the purpose of the reading that love, which is charity, suffers long and is kind. It suffers for a long time. See, truly like what a brother just said God is love and we know that God is long suffering that's his character he will take abuse he will take insult and he will remain calm for a long time judgment and mercy are with him these are the foundation of his throne righteousness and truth but he who has everything in his hand the all powerful but he will take it for a long time and he is also kind and so these are the kind of qualities, attributes, the character we are supposed to reveal to the world. A world that has lost their first love. May we be in a position where we we'll receive them from God. We we'll receive love from God so that we might be able to show it and share it to the world. Amen. Another wonderful quality of love is the ability to forgive 
this quality of course is found in brotherly kindness and patience because in brotherly kindness you forbear with your brother we, you, you let go of certain things you don't necessarily require that you get all your rights but then when we take it higher we find out that love when we say it bears all things and suffers long that is love forgives it does not keep account and a record of evils done to him if we love we will easily let go of things that people do to us that are not right some struggle with this forgiving spirit but love awakens love that's what we need to understand if we see someone who doesn't love us do you want them to love you love them and that's why jesus said love your enemies he's not just saying it as a principle of test that's the way to change your enemy the way to make your enemy to become a better person is to love them it's not to hate them it's not to withdraw from them their rights or to avoid them the instruction is love your enemies and part of love is to forgive them as christ has forgiven you if you have not tasted of the forgiving power of god then it will be difficult for you to give forgiveness but you have except you have not appreciated it there's no one that doesn't have the ability to forgive bountifully because god has given it to everybody there's nobody that can say i find it hard to forgive if you find it hard it's not because you cannot it's because you refuse to you know why god has forgiven us of our sins he has given to us forgiveness and we have received forgiveness imagine forgiveness to be a tangible thing that you can hold with your hands god gives it to you and you receive it because you asked lord forgive me my sins and then he says take forgiveness and then i take it and i'm holding forgiveness in my hands what am i using it to do when somebody else offends me i have forgiveness it was given to me from god so if someone offends me i can also give him forgiveness which i received from god so nobody can claim to say oh i don't have i cannot forgive i don't have the ability to forgive you when people do me things oh it's so hard why is it so hard maybe it's because you have not received forgiveness but you have then why are you not giving it then that means there's something wrong here you are estimating people's sin greater than that which you did to god if you understand that your sin is greater than whatever any man can do to you it will humble you and you will forgive you will not hold on to little things that people do to you or big things no matter how big it is never ever bigger than what we did to god so the measure of forgiveness is measured by what we did to God and the forgiveness we have received from him and then since we have received such huge mighty forgiveness from God we have enough to give to every man who is around us there's a song that says there's enough of God's love to fill the ocean there's enough of God's love to fill the to go to the mountain speak and that if the love of God should fill the heart of every man, there will still be enough love to do it again and again. Amen. God has given us love in forgiveness. That is love. That is part of love, forgiveness. And he has given it to all of us. There's so much forgiveness in the world. Everybody has it. But yet nobody's giving it. We need to learn to forgive. Because forgiveness, love shown in forgiveness, love shown in in doing good to those who do not love us 
is what makes this world a better place is what awakens love in the heart of another person so that they can also after receiving love be able to give why is that your enemy not giving you love maybe because they have not received it they don't have it and they can't give what they don't have give them love then perhaps you get it back in return even if you don't get it back in return at least they will give love to someone else because you gave it to them we are to love our brethren as christ has loved us we are to be patient and kind yet there is something lacking we must love christ tells us that we must forgive the erring 70 times 7. when there is much forgiving the heart loves much and that's what jesus said actually for he that has been forgiven much that is he that has estimated because everybody has been forgiven much but the person who has properly estimated how much he has been forgiven he also will love much love is a tender plant it needs to be constantly cultured or it will wither and die we must culture it we must take care of it we must ensure that love is living we must ensure that it receives nutrients and grows and grows around us when jesus went to simon's house and mary came with the alabaster box and the perfume and poured it on his head and used her hair to wash her feet Simon said, if this man, in his heart, he said it, not outwardly in his heart, if this man was a prophet, he would have known that who this woman is like she was a harlot. He would have known. Meaning, if, if he knew that he was a, if he was a prophet, he would have known she's a harlot and he would not allow a harlot to touch his legs, wash his legs with her hair and also pour the perfume on his head. And Jesus knew what was in his heart. And then Jesus asked Simon a question. Simon, two people are owing somebody one thing. One is owing a very huge amount, let's say 100 talents. Another one is just owing 10 pennies and both are forgiven. And he asked Simon, that's not the exact one Jesus said. I'm just giving examples. Who will, for, who will love, both of them were forgiven. Who will love more? And Simon said, why? Of course, it is the one who was forgiven more that will love more. And then Jesus said to Simon, this woman whose sins are many loves much because she has been forgiven much. It was a rebuke to Simon actually we should learn to love much give forgiveness to people and they will love much amen what evidence have we that we have the pure love without our law god has erected a standard his commandments he that have my commandments and keepeth them he it is that loveth me john chapter 14 verse 21 you it's easy for us to say oh i love god i we prayed oh i love you i love you but we we don't even know the commandment by heart how can we keep that which we do not know i ask you a simple question what is the fourth commandment can you recite it by heart you know which one is even the third commandment but you say i love you i love you from morning to night you say he that heart my commandments and keepeth them he it is that loveth me the words of god must have an abiding place in our hearts in our divine life we shall be brought into captivity to jesus christ we shall no longer live the common life of selfishness but christ will live in us his character will re be reproduced in our nature Jesus answered and said unto him, John chapter 14, verse 23. Now, if a man loves me, 
he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him he that loved me and rather 24 he said he that loved me not keep it not my sayings and the word which ye hear is not mine but the father which sent me John going further and said behold what man of love the father had given unto us we have been given love all we need to do is to cultivate love so that we can reflect love to the world let us take hold of his strength take hold of God's strength and show by an unselfish life the power of love to transform the life amen let us pray our father in heaven the high and lofty one lord we've seen the top most round of the ladder we've seen how we need to add steps to get to the top love cannot be faked the world cannot give us love the world cannot take it from us it cannot separate us nothing you say can separate us from the love that you have with us but we must receive this love in order for us to give it we must stay connected to the vine we must receive draft and draft so that we might share it as springs to the world. You say, out of our belly shall flow forth rivers of living water. The world is destitute of love, and love must reach the whole world, for because of love you died to save the humanity. Lord, help us to reflect this love, even in acts of kindness and forgiveness. This is our prayer to Christ our Lord. Amen. Everywhere, if the love of God. 
Yeah.